Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today, we have Adam Lendy and Justin Hogart with us. They are the co-founders of Happy Camper Capital, a real estate investing group focused on syndicating fun vacation properties, namely RV resorts, campgrounds, and marinas. That is very, very niche and very unique. And so I am super excited to have you guys here. Thank you very much for hopping on. And we're excited to be on and excited to share. Yeah, glad to be here. All right. So I just, uh, I, I told you guys before we got on here, we like to start with stories. We like to hear how kind of people kind of get into real estate. Um, so I'm sure you guys got a unique one, especially this niche. How'd you guys get into real estate? Oh, you know, just the typical story of kids growing up who wanted to be real estate investors doing private equity and <laughs> buying, buying campgrounds, right? Typical story. Dream come true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I think like most people, you know, real estate was not a first job. It was a, it was a bit, for me, it was a third career, really. Um, you know, after having a background in commercial construction when I was younger, law enforcement for a decade, oh, you know, wow. started started getting my first rental properties while I was still a cop. Um, decided I wanted to go further in real estate and got into brokerage, thinking that was going to be my path there. You know, learn learn quickly. It was a good hustle and a good way to make a lot of money in a short period of time, but you know, still didn't quite hit the goals. Um, you know, I, if, if you don't mind, I'll share the story of kind of how this all came to be because yeah, I, yeah. I I love telling it. <laughs> so, you know, and Justin, I'll let him tell his background in a minute, but, you know, he, he culminated before this and, you know, doing multifamily and, um, you know, it was right around, gosh, June, 2020. So, but the, the lockdowns and eviction moratoriums had been in effect for a couple months and our families, which are like a weird, crazy parallel, we can get into that further later of each other. Um, we were out on a houseboat on Lake Powell together. And I don't know if you've been on Lake Powell before, but there's isn't no cell phone. Uh, is Lake Powell, that's in um, Idaho, isn't it? Uh, Arizona and, and oh, Arizona. Uh, Utah. Yeah, okay. it yeah. spans both. But, uh, we, you know, there's no cell phone service out there, but we're on this houseboat having a great time. And meanwhile, Justin's got, you know, got how many doors? Yeah, but almost 90. Yeah, he's got like 90 all doors, right? right? right. And, and every time his we'd get into somewhere that had service, his phone would just blow up with people messaging, like, I'm not paying my rent. I'm not paying my rent. And like, <laughs> by the way, the, the building's on fire, you know, I, whatever. You know, I'm not paying <laughs> my rent also, typical too. Landlord and like, he, he was all frustrated. So I'm kind of jumping ahead and telling a bit of his story. But then he was kind of, he'd been kind of pushing this, like, hey, look at these RVs with me. Look at look at these RV properties. And I, had, I hadn't really been listening. It sounded complicated. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, it, it sounded like snake oil or something. Um, so I kind of pushed it off a little bit, but he goes, okay, seriously, like, take a look at this. Like, and so I started looking at it and you said, you know, like eyes bugging out of your head. It's like, oh my God, the returns on these things are insane. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where this kicked off is on a houseboat in the middle of Lake Powell, you know, summer of 2020. And, uh, you know, the, the rest is history. I love it. And, and so Gabe, I mean, a little bit of my background is it. I started this with my wife about a decade ago with, uh, you know, the typical progression in real estate with the single family homes and the multifamily and then and then kind of bored with that. And uh, my wife has had this in her blood. Uh, her dad was in real is in real estate. Uh, his dad is in real estate, you know, in built stuff in St. Louis and and just really set some landscape around that area as well. So it's been in our blood and and we <clears throat> got a little bit of help along the way and and started building out our portfolio and 
uh, during that time, we decided to take a trip on the road for a year and, and really just enjoy the financial freedom of this. And we, we had, um, you know, about 30 doors. So it was relatively easy to manage from the road and travel with the kids and homeschool. We call it road schooling. I, I think that's a coin term at this point, but <laughs> the kids really, really enjoyed being on the road. And I, I as well, and, um, started looking at RV parks at that time. And about four or five years ago, it was, it was a situation where you couldn't liquidate if that was uh, something you wanted to do. Uh, because the parks would sit on for about a year mm. and I wasn't in that space at the time, came back, worked some more apartment buildings and got some more doors and, and worked myself back into a job. And, you know, so, <laughs> so I was like, man, I want to do something that's a little bit more of a passion project. And that's where it kind of stemmed from is, is getting to enjoy the asset class in which you, uh, purchase and, and get to go travel back to those spaces. That's awesome, man. I love it. So you guys have very, very unique, very different stories. I mean, Adam, you came from law enforcement adjustment. You kind of had a background in real estate in the beginning. Um, I mean, your wife, she she had that. And Adam, I'm sure, I mean, you had that construction background. I'm sure that's helped a lot throughout this uh, this entire process, you know, going through. I'm sure you guys don't buy pristine RV parks. You probably buy some picture uppers and, and give some love to them. We, we like uh, turnarounds where, you know, mismanaged business, of course, like who doesn't, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's always turnaround up, you know, in, in these, you know, but obviously we, we like when we get to have fun, like putting fun amenities in and expanding, not fixing things that are broken. So gotcha. that's one of the cool things about this asset class is just the, when, when you go to add revenue streams, they're not just boring, right? You know, that, I mean, you get to actually add fun stuff, like, you know, fun amenities and, and, and they end up just producing a lot of extra income too. I love it. Um, so Justin, you, I mean, you're the one, the RV thing, it kind of sparked in your mind. You're the one who brought it to Adam. Um, you, this was your, your idea in the, in the beginning and it came from you actually staying at the RV parks. Is that where the idea came from? You got, you were just staying at them and you thought maybe this is a good idea. Yeah. Well, kind of, like I said, about four or five years ago was when I really started looking into it. Uh, we, we traveled 38 States. So I got to see a lot of RV parks during that time and, and see how they were run. And, uh, about two years ago when we really came up with the idea, it was, um, about 75% mom and pop business and a lot of potential. Um, I mean, still is, but, um, that's kind of where it came from too, is the cash flow opportunities, the, you know, the capex of these parks. I mean, we're just stepping into a much different world and opportunity than um, some of these uh, multifamily uh, projects that people are doing. You know, buying at four and five cap. You know, we're like we're chasing the market a little bit right now, and we're still eight or nine cap at purchase with tons of potential left. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah, RV parks. I mean, I mentioned I own one uh, out here in Washington State, and they are you know people are sleeping on them. I really like RV parks. Um, are you guys? Do you guys generally run them as a long term stay or short term stay? We target transient population. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's kind of one of the big value adds for us when we get into these is, you know, you get a lot of mom and pops where their basis is super low. They've owned it for a long time and, you know, they don't want to do all the headache of heavy turnover because a lot of them don't have online reservation systems or, mm. you yeah. know, a simple way to manage that. So they'd rather have everybody come, you know, move in in April and move out in, you know, October, November. And, you know, they're making enough money to be happy. You know, which of course, then we walk in day one, throw an online reservation system in place, you know, throw some dynamic pricing in on there too. And, you know, next thing you know, we boost it up big time. So, um, yeah, we do target transient. I mean, we do end up with some, you know, seasonal campers in there along the way too. And they, they help you out. They help smooth out the humps, you know, in the week when you have, you know, heavy weekends and really light weekdays. Yep. 
Absolutely. Um, and you actually, you just kind of answered a question that I was going to ask. Um, what is, I mean, the biggest value add when you guys go into most of these parks, like what is the thing that you automatically see um, just stepping into it? It's on yeah. Justin's lips. I know he's going to say it. Well, uh, yeah, the yes management. Oh, yes. Software. So, oh, software. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, what are you using? Uh, so we, we actually just got onto Appfolio. Um, we were okay. using the, the trusty Excel sheet, which was, uh, you uh, know, not, not working out too well, yeah. but we yeah. just started using, um, Appfolio. How about you guys? Uh, well, in terms of the transient, uh, it's on new book. So it's more of a hospitality platform. Oh, okay. Um, I use Appfolio for my apartments and homes and whatnot, but, um, so I know that software pretty well. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, so software, I mean, that is such a, it's, it's the easiest. And whenever I see a property that doesn't have um, software in place, I get excited because I'm like, yes, that is like, it's such an easy, easy addition, easy value add that you can add both to the customers because it's easy for them to rent. Um, and for you, because it's very easy to set up. So I love that you guys, uh, you guys are finding those too. And kind of what's freaky is uh, no one likes to use phones anymore, right? So, I mean, they, they like to use phones as a computer, uh, but not to call. So we've seen a lot of um, demand for online reservations, right? Yeah. So if you make it easy for someone, they can go to a website, click reserve now. Um, they can see the price, buy it online. You know, it's all done. So it not only um, improves the the reservations, but it drops the need for employees, uh, you know, in their time to take phone calls, you know, so seen a pretty significant move in that direction. And especially with the the biggest user group in this asset right now being millennials, you know, 38% of RV owners are millennials, right? And, and oh, what's I one- I did not what, know that. Yeah. It's, and so anybody who thought this is something that's going to die off, you know, when uh, grandma and grandpa, you know, you know, pass by, but hey, uh, I got no, fun memories of camping. Like oh, I'm going to go back to those, those right campsites. So, you know, with, with millennials being the biggest user group, you know, what's the one thing millennials are afraid to do? Pick up the phone and call somebody, right? So they're, they're <laughs> more likely, I think, to drive an extra hour to the campground they can make an online reservation to than to stop at the one that they'd have to call to make the reservation on. Yep. Absolutely. And I'm a millennial, so I can say this about my peers. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys see, um, well, how many uh, campgrounds do you guys own, by the way? We, ha we have one in operation. So this is, we're a fairly young venture. Like I mentioned, we started June of 2020. Okay. Um, you know, it took us a little while to get our feet under us, you know, get our education. There were limited resources in this asset at the time. Yep. In fact, the only one we found that had anything worthwhile was a modified mobile home buying program, MH. Uh, course, which really uh, had a lot of holes and, you know, things that didn't work well for this, what we we're doing. So we had to develop a lot of our own methods, you know, uh, go through a couple of heartaches with couples, you know, a couple of properties we got under contract and really refine our processes. But yeah, we closed our first one last summer. Um, it's in Eastern Iowa. Um, we've since been working on scaling. We've built out a team. We've got acquisition specialists, investor relations. Um, you know, we had Another big one that eluded us a couple months ago, but we've got two under contract right now that are both looking great that are set to close in the next couple months. Hopefully by the time this episode airs, we'll have one of them anyway. Perfect, man. I love it. And where are those located? One's in Indiana and one is in Missouri. Indiana and Missouri. So you guys are really focused kind of in the in the center of the US there. <laughs> the Midwest has <laughs> so been good it. to us. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah, it. Yeah. The, the, the returns uh, seem a little bit better in that area. Um that's you know, pretty much true across every every asset class I've found. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You know, we have been looking in the south, uh, like everyone else, um, but it's the the demand, of course, is just crazy. 
So same with our own backyard here in Colorado. We've had a hard time finding one that makes sense here. Everybody wants way more than we can even stomach. So I almost don't even underwrite uh, self storage deals in Colorado anymore. I'm just like, listen, it's going to go for a, a two cap. I don't want that. It's just it's <laughs> exactly not even interested. Um, awesome. So yeah, that's cool. You guys got those two under contract. I hope that that goes well. I hope you guys close um, because it sounds like a fun business to start going. In your in your bio, you mentioned marinas and uh, campgrounds. Are you guys also focused on that, or is it mostly just RV parks? Well, when we use, so I'll just use the get, share the terms we use for you just to understand. So, like when we talk about an RV park for us, that means like the little thing you see off the side of the interstate that's like a parking lot. It has no amenities really. It's you're stopping because you're too tired to keep going. So when we say a campground, what we mean is an RV campground. So one that's oh, got okay. amenities. It's gotcha. near a destination. It's not quite a resort where it is the destination, but it's near one. So that's what we mean when we say campground. Um, so we're, we're working to help rewrite some of the terms in the industry right now, you know, by calling it that. And then, yeah, marinas are in our model too. In fact, yeah, one of the ones we have under contract right now is a 285 slip marina. So it's a big one. Wow. Okay. In addition to um, campground. Yeah. This is great. This is an opportunity for me to learn because I know nothing about marinas. So is a marina essentially a, basically like an RV storage or our boat storage? Like, so you have the marina and people park their boat and just dock it there and you pay get uh you charge them a monthly fee or how does that work it's kind of like a campground it's it's you you can run it transient or you can run it seasonal long term so you can people can put their boat there for months you know or they can put it there for a night or two gotcha cool yeah, i love it, it it's kind of a little floating city uh in a sense of course every marina is different like every campground is right but uh this one's on a on a lake so um a lot of people that would probably be coming up for the weekend, right? Um, using, using their boats for fishing. There's a couple houseboats kind of thing where, you know, the boats sit there uh, a long-term and then there's a uh, gas and, you know, minnows and uh, a little bar, you know, so it's, it's kind of, there's a lot to do at the Marina in a sense. Um, and then it's easy to camp there as well. So um, a reason for both, you're paying kind of a double-ended, you're right. You're paying for camping and the boats that and I, I heard a few revenue streams there. I heard uh, gas, yes. I heard bars. So That's it right. sounds like you guys, there are quite, a, it's not just the marina. You guys have quite a few things that you're running um, in that property. One of the things that I love about this outdoor hospitality sector is truly your revenue streams are only limited to your imagination. I mean, if you can dream it, you can make money doing it. You know, whereas you look at, say, a commercial multifamily, there's only so much you can do to push the rents up. There's only okay. so much you can do to create extra revenue streams. Like there's a point where people, you know, you've done coin op laundry, you've added concierge trash or whatever the heck else you're doing. And at some point you've kind of maximized what people are going to pay for the place they live. But here, I mean, you get that you can have food options, fun options, rentable, you know, vehicles, different, you know, different fun things to do. And they just they all make money. Okay. <laughs> So my, my question, the next thing that pops into my head is liability. Um, when I hear like marinas and I hear, um, you know, overnight stay campgrounds, the first thing that pops into my head is that is a huge liability just because there's so many moving parts and people just coming in and out. So what do you, do you guys, is the insurance side of this really expensive and yes. how, <laughs> how do you guys mitigate the, yeah. That's another area that we're chasing right now. I mean, like we have, uh, we, we worked on a park in Florida recently that didn't end up happening, but the, the insurance uh, companies are pulling out of Florida, for example, uh, too much litigation in Florida. Mm. Uh, the, of course, like hurricanes along the coast, you know, there's a little few things that you have to pay attention to, but the, 
um, insurance rates as everything seems like these days is going through the roof and it's just kind of chasing. And we have a lot of parks that we underwrite that have uh, some grandfathered rates kind of included in their P&L. And yeah, we just have like to know that like it's going to be double, you know. Or, <laughs> or we have some that are just horribly underinsured to begin with. And, you know, it's frankly, true. with us, with our model, since we're syndicating, I mean, we've got investors we're responsible too. So it's worth our while to pay for really good insurance to protect us against every unknown. So absolutely. Yeah, I say go with the, the better insurance. You know, it'll cost a little bit, but at least you can sleep well at night. That's my motto. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So the this all begins with finding properties. That that's how real estate begins. Is the acquisition side. So how do you guys go about finding your marinas, your RVs, your uh, campgrounds? Well, we've got a few channels. Um, I will say that the one that has that does not produce well right now, just given that this asset class is heating up, is brokers and marketing firms that uh, list these things. There's so much popularity that they, they become bidding wars. You know, if it gets in front of a broker, one of a couple of things is going to happen. Either it's going to be bid through the ceiling or the expectations of the seller are going to be way too high because they overlisted the price, you know, and then it's... And brokers are just whispering in their ears. This is a $10 billion property. Don't sell for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've seen our share of that. And then it's it's tough to get those people down to where it really needs to be to make sense. So um, we source ours off market primarily. We've got some channels we've, you know, found for that. And the great thing about it is, you know, it, uh, the, the rules of engagement are a bit different in this because you're, you know, we're contacting businesses. We're not contacting, you know, homeowners or anything in that realm. So, um, really easy to get a hold of them. Most of them are the nicest folks around salt of the earth. I mean, you know, I joke that you know, with my guys that, you know, when you get these guys on the phone, you know, whereas I, I came from residential real estate brokerage before you call people at home, boy, you know, you, you, you get to hear about it. You call these people at their business. You're trying to get them off the phone after a while. You're like, okay, I got to go now. It's like, it's been really nice talking to you. They want to talk to you about everything they've done in their business. They're, they're the, the nicest folks. So I love it. Well, hey, I uh, I really like that you guys are getting some traction. You got that one part two coming up. Um, so hopefully you guys close on that. I took a peek at the clock. We do have to wrap this up and uh, and jump into the quick question round. But thank you for for sharing all the wisdom so far. Happy to talk about it. Yeah. Absolutely. So that leads us to the quick question round. Are you guys ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. And it always starts with books because I'm a big bookie. So why don't you give me two book recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific? Hmm. General life wisdom. You know, I, I really like to go for compound effect. Um, that that one just kind of shows, I mean, like the the rice principle on a, on a chessboard. Uh, it's, it's in the book, but um, you know, you, you put one grain of rice and double it on every square and and you won't be able to i mean just like think about it kind of the penny trick with doubling it for a month right so um the compound effect definitely like that one uh for me general life wisdom uh the one thing gary keller jay papazon i mean it's one that we built our business on and it's you know guiding principles love it um Real estate, uh, man, there's so many, and and I, I want to be original. Um, <laughs> rich I know, dad, rich dad, dad, poor dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and just so many books that I've read. Um, but uh, the the cash flow quadrant, I mean, that's really what we base our podcast on as well. And and I think it's just so powerful that I can't I can't not say it. <laughs> yep, that's a good one. For me, I, I'm going to say, just given in, the, in this space, um, I love the hands-off investor. It's it's required reading for our guys on the team just to make sure that they understand what you know what, what the other side is looking for from us, what the investors are looking for. Yep. 
Yeah, I've heard about that one. I haven't picked it up yet, so I'm going to have to do that after this uh, this show here. It's dense. You need to take it in bites. <laughs> there you go. I'll uh, I'll download the audiobook and put it on like 1.5 and just. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Next question. This one is for your younger self. So if you guys could go back to the Adam and the Justin who had no experience in real estate, go back to them, looking in the eye, give them one piece of advice moving forward. Well, it, it was always said at the time as well. Um, I, I took it maybe with too much green salt and that's uh, networking and, um, you know, really work on the who, not how. Uh, and I, I really focused on trying to do everything myself, spent way too much time. And I would have definitely said, Justin, talk to more people, get some help. You will grow faster. Yeah. Mine, mine's going to be pretty darn close to his and it's just going to be upgrade the people you're around. I mean, it's that, you know, classic, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, you know, the people I was around in my younger days and before I got really opened up to this, were not thinking the same way. And, you know, it caused all sorts of limiting beliefs in my world. So it would have been definitely upgrade your network. Man, great advice. Um, this one, next one's going to be good because uh, um, you guys are different and you guys are a partnership. So, this question is about your strengths because we are all gifted with something that we specifically can add to this world that we are are gifting to the world. Um, so you guys have Superman strengths. What is it that you guys are specifically kick ass at individually? Well, um, I'm pretty detail oriented. I have kind of the engineer's mind. Um, so uh, I guess maybe more the operations and details and, and underwriting aspect. But yeah, the definitely being able to look at something and, and dig through it. Yeah. Perfect. If you were to take, and I don't know if you've read um, uh, Rocket Fuel, Gino Wickman, but you know, I'm, I'm more the visionary type. So I'm really good at throwing really big ideas out there and then making Justin <laughs> go like, how are we going to do this? Right. <laughs> and I, I throw about 10 of those a week at the wall, you know, and uh, you know, see what sticks, but that that's kind of one of my strengths is to be able to just think really big. And um, you know, I think it's, you know, and, and Justin's a big thinker too. I don't want to diminish him on that, but he's certainly the one who's actually capable of putting stuff into action. Perfect. Sounds like a good yin yang there. <laughs> um, and that leads us to the next second to last question. And this one is for the United States because there's so many square miles out there, which means there's a lot of opportunity to invest. So what market are you guys most excited about putting your heart in dollars? Well, the, you know, we do look nationwide, right? The RV park uh, and campground business is, is not something you can hyper-focus on in one area. So uh, we get to look at a, a bunch of different areas. Uh, we Like we mentioned, Midwest is good to us, but uh, most exciting spot, I think, is the Northeast. I love the Northeast. Um, you know, being <clears throat> I love Colorado, too, and I love to have a park in my backyard. Uh, however, the Northeast, I mean, it's just so beautiful. Um, so that's, that would be my favorite spot to look at. See, and I'm going to go the other side of the country. I'm yeah. going to say uh, Southwest to Sunbelt region, because I tell you this, I'm tired of cold winters here in Colorado. I'm ready to have a place that I can go visit, you know, in the, cool, in the winter. <laughs> All right. I love it. Now that leads us to the very last question. And this one is for the listeners. You guys have given us great advice on RVs, campgrounds. I'm sure people out there want to reach out and say hi. So what is the best way for them to do that? I love that question. All right. So uh, happycampercapital.com is our website. Uh, and my email is pretty simple. It's justin at happycampercapital.com. And I will say the easiest way to reach me is not my email. My strength is not checking my email. I'm proud to say my unread <laughs> count has a comma in it. Um, so best way to reach me would probably be to find me on LinkedIn, uh, Adam Lendy. That's L-E-N-D-I. Perfect. Adam Lendy on LinkedIn and then happycampercapital.com. I'll put those links in the show notes. So if you all want to get 
reach out to Adam and Justin. Just click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description in there. You can find the links. So Adam, Justin, thank you guys very much for hopping on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank Thanks you for guys. having us on. It was awesome. Absolutely. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. 
If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out, and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.